Hey everybody, we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame and the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Be warned, we, this is not a spoiler-free episode. Many, many spoilers for both Game of Thrones and Avengers Endgame happen during this entire episode. You have been warned. After I'm done with this sentence, there's going to be plenty of spoilers available. I'm Tim. Iron Man dies, I'm Mitch. I don't watch Game of Thrones, I'm Jason. Oh my god, the Night King dies! I'll tell you why everyone's mad. Why is everybody mad? Because they don't understand or they have a hard time accepting. That's a better word for it. They have a hard time accepting our true queen, Arya Stark. <laughs> one, the one true queen. Well, Uh-oh. okay, but so uh, obviously, I don't watch this shit. But spoilers to people listening: Why are people mad? What happened? So, like, on the one hand, I get it. Um, so over, if you if because you've never watched Game of Thrones, uh, I never will. So you can spoil me. Yeah. So. Like the very, very beginning of the first episode, um, like within the first five minutes of the first episode, the very, the very first scene of this season or, or overall the entire show. Okay. Season one, episode one, the first, the very first scene is, um, you have these people called the night's watch, right? And they are, they are the shield that guards the worlds of men and they, they stand watch at the wall that's up north that separates the world of men against whatever lies north of it. Um, And the very first episode is important because they are showing that they're like, there's these people called white walkers and they're supposed to have like died out thousands of years ago and no one's ever seen one. They're a myth and everything like that. But there's like this group of people that, uh, are patrolling up north and they all die to one basically uh, an undead and uh one guy of that party abandons his posts and like and runs away because he's scared shitless of what he saw and uh that's when you get introduced to the main Stark family and Ned Stark and blah 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 and and Ned Stark um beheads the guy for abandoning his oath of being a person of the Night's Watch. So from the very first scene of season one all the way up until last night, there has been this this growing threat of uh, the dead and, and the the thing of, you know, when winter's coming, it's like when the it's the Stark, Stark motto. It's what they say. There's going to be a a very long winter and the night king and the the white walkers and the army of the dead is the real threat against the world and that basically everybody over the past eight seasons while the world of men have been fighting amongst each other and trying to figure out you know who should be the real king slash queen and and squabbling amongst all the houses no one's paying attention to the threat that's coming up from the north so you have nine years of uh, of this looming threat of this huge, like, this is the bad guy. Like, this is the big bad guy of the show. 
and uh it's been years and years and episodes and episodes of yeah he's coming when is he going to come what is he going to do when is he going to come etc cetera, etc cetera. all culminating into last night's episode of him uh breaking like through the beginning of this season season 8 they broke through the wall and now they're in the worlds of men and then episode 3 last night they finally hit winterfell which is like the main city up north and that's where the starks are from that's their home city keep thing and uh so it was the battle battle of winterfell and it was the armies that the night's watch and john snow and all those people have raised against the army of the dead which is the night king and all the people that he raised so on the one hand you have people that are that are disappointed with the battle uh, for a couple different reasons. They aren't happy with how it went. They aren't happy with how it ended. Uh, and a lot of people are actually giving a lot of criticism because the battle happened at night. And so a lot of people had a very hard time actually seeing what was going on because it was like the entire thing happened at night. So everything was dark. They had like, not at the long night after all. Yeah, right. like not knowing anything about this, so like, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not really a George R. R. Martin fan, but that kind of plot line, at least the side plot, it's obviously the side plot line, right? Of like the here's the big bad, it's coming, but we're gonna ignore it. That's the side plot line, right? Uh, unclear, kind of. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's like, um, yeah, I, having, yeah. but yeah. having a a big giant like dick tease like that for nine years is a bad idea, in my opinion. You're never yeah. gonna you're never gonna please people with that kind of shit. It's like revealing the alien in signs. They should have never did it. Right, because you know the moment they about? revealed the alien in signs, I was like, oh, that's kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, but you can't do that with a maybe you could with an eight year story, eight year nine, whatever how long it is story. Maybe, I mean, maybe you could, but yeah, revealing the monster oftentimes ruins shit, especially I mean, if it's drawn out. Because the thing is, like, it's not like we have just been this looming threat this whole time. Like, they've had a couple of interactions with him, like, north of the wall, and we've seen some kind of, some things where, like, it, it makes the threat even scarier, and, like, yeah, Jon Snow has had, there's, there's a whole, like, background to the show of, in addition to, like, because the, the actual books are called like the series is called a song of ice and fire. Um, and the, the, the first book is the one that's actually called a game of thrones. So, um, I think, I think it's a, it's an interesting thing because I think it's kind of like what I was talking about la like last week or a couple weeks. Yeah. Last week where is, I think it's the question is what is the show about? Because we're, it, is the show, about the Game of Thrones, or is the show about you know the epic battle between good and evil? And I'm not sure that the show creators think that the story is about the epic battle between good and evil. Is the book about that? Well, that's what a lot of people who've read the book kind of think. Not to speak for a whole like group of people, but like I like it, I mean, and you two aren't book readers, right? I have not read the books. Well, okay, but there's also the there's also a, a um a point to be said that 
no one's read the book that they're making the show about right now. Right. Because we are, they are making the show currently about the very last book. And uh, hypothetically. Yeah. And uh, which is two books ahead of the most recent book. Right. So like it uh, supposedly they had a conversation with George R. R. Martin and they wrote down everything about how the story is supposed to go on a general basis. And then and this is how and they're they wrote the story of the basically using his outline as a guide. So I wonder if it never really goes well, if you ask me. Right. I and I agree with that. And I wonder honestly if some of these things that people are upset about are actually things that I don't know. Maybe maybe you should think about that a little bit. The entire the entire first book is like does this faint where oh my god is like Ned Stark's the hero of the story and then he dies because hey, this isn't that kind of story. So who knows? Maybe Maybe we don't know what the story is actually about because I think that's kind of part of Game of Thrones, to be honest. Guess you fuckers should read the book. Well, because in the in the book, one of the subtexts that's way stronger in the book, but also in the show, is this idea of a prophecy of a of a prince that was promised, prince or princess, depending on the it's a translation uh, of uh, old Valyrian language, but like. The supposedly what that is supposed to supposed to mean is like, you know, the prince that was promised is the person who's supposed to come back and like fight against evil and like. Take up, take up some fiery sword and be the be the Lord of Lights knight or some shit and save the worlds of men. So that's why that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people are upset, because it's like they felt like last night's episode just kind of like subverted everything and just like ah eh, fuck that it was kind of like a a a, a star wars episode 8 kind of thing like mm. the past but i'm not i don't know i i for that particular critique i'm going to reserve judgment until the series is over because i'm curious if there's more that they're going to add to that story that we just can't really think of because so many people have theory crafted this show and this story for fucking years. So like what we're seeing with people who are upset about it is just like, oh my God, it didn't, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. And so they're mad. Like, well, you're definitely going to get that when you have a show that you make people wait for, for a year and a half. And then a story that's been going on for 10 years. Well, let me, let me address one thing that maybe no one's thought about, even though what's his name gave an outline to the current producers of the show, what he's going to do. You've said to me that they want to make spinoff series, and that means they could pivot the tone, at least the tone of what they want the show to, to then pivot to their spinoff series, so they can keep going. Oh that yeah, does, definitely. That does change shit. I think what when I've read anything, anything I've read about the spinoff series says the spinoff is a like a prequel. Okay. So it's not. It's not, not going to be a sequel after. to the current story. It's going to be a prequel that covers like a bunch of this like moment before stuff that makes the story better. Which I honestly yeah. think is just the worst idea in the world. But Probably gonna fail. Like, cause that's it. I have a my critique on that is like the whole point of 
the whole thing that makes a good story is like, oh my God, there was this thing that happened yesterday and let's, you know, this is affecting the character in very significant ways and all that kind of stuff. And you learn about that through the current story. But it, I don't think it's a good story to then go back and make a story about yesterday because the good story, the story is good because you went to, because you, there's something that happened before. So if I wanted to make a story about yesterday, I would also have to make up a whole nother backstory for what happened the day before yesterday. Hmm. And then someone's going to want to make a prequel about that fucking story too. It just never ends. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't reserve that same judgment. Um, I am okay with prequels and like, and, and, and providing more context to story. Like there's, cause it's not like they're the, the prequel series spinoff thing that they've said that they wanted to make is about the great war that happened. Um, that kind of led to the dynasty that we started with in uh, the first season and everything. So it was about the war, uh, the Re- Robert's rebellion against the Targaryens and everything like that. And I don't know. I, I feel like that would be an interesting, an interesting show to watch. And they've already given enough context to where they're just going to expand on it. But that's, I don't know. I, that's going to be like a separate conversation to see what happens when that happens, when that uh, gets released. But, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I think it it could be good. I think it's just kind of hard to. It's potentially hard to do. It's like the same problem you have with the Star Wars prequels. Where I like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, I mean, but they have their problems, right? Like the Star Wars prequels don't work unless you already like Star Wars, which gives them an inherent like problem where they're not as good as the original thing. I don't, don't know really if that's true. I mean, own. I think I think that there's a lot of people that watched them for the first time without ever having seen Star Wars and liked and enjoyed them. And and you don't have to know, like, sure, you can get some context going into, uh, like who Anakin is, and you know, it is the story about how he came to be or whatever, right? And so, having knowing who he ends up gives you like a different perspective when you're watching it but i think not knowing who he is because it's your first run through of the story is still like kind of cool like it, it makes the you know the um the part in the third movie when he gets revealed in his suit and everything like that a little less or a little different of an experience having watching it through the first time and as of having watching four, five and six first, but that doesn't make it a bad, a bad series. Well, like, it, but Clone it does, Wars it does a bad series. No, but it does ruin one of the biggest twists in cinema history. Like if you were, to, if you were to watch the prequels in order front to back, then when, when Darth Vader tells Luke that he's his father, you already know. And it ruins that moment. So, like, one thing I don't yeah. like about prequels is prequels try to over-explain things that don't need to be explained. Like, that's why I don't like the Metal Gear prequels. I can tell you I played the first two hours of all three Metal Gear pre- pre- uh, prequels, including Portable Ops, um, uh, Peace Walker, and Metal Gear 5. And I didn't want that explanation. I didn't need it. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of 
prequels. I don't even like them in, in video games. Like, because there's a different tone depending on who's writing it. And one thing I'd be worried is since you guys are fans of Game of Thrones is that most of your of your show has as source material from its original author. But I doubt this prequel is going to have anything to do with him, especially since he's got two books still he has to complete. So then you're getting you're getting side information from a third party, basically, and that's going to ruin your lore a little bit. Uh, that's just how I see it. Could be, but there's also I and well, I mean, history again, shows not, that it does. Corporations well, fuck shit up all the time like that. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the books have a fuck ton more content in them and history about the entire world and what's going on that than what they've put in the show to where a lot of the content that they could use for the prequel was written by him. Is that what they're going to do? I don't, well, I don't know. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It, it, I'm, they're not going off of nothing is my point. No. And there is, a, they do have a lot of content still to work with. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. But your com- your comment of like, do we think they're changing the show so that they can make the prequels work? I I don't think that that's what's happening. I definitely think that what is you don't you don't think there's a boardroom and a committee that they want to do to 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 steer the the ship in the right direction to, to whatever they want to make more money. Well, I think there I think there is that, but I don't necessarily think that the the story that we saw was because they're wanting to lay groundwork for to make a prequel happen. Although, you know, I guess we'll see when the actual show ends if I well, still so, feel that way. But um, I, I you, think Do you think that, authors or authors and producers of, of big media, do you think they leave things out intentionally so they can sell you something else more later? I think that depends on what they've signed on for contract wise. If if uh, they ran out of if this was the last season that they had and based off of what was written in the conversations that they had with. George R. R. Martin, but they had a contract to do another three seasons after this, then yes. Then the story would go in a different twist and would go off of a different way so that they could make more content. But that's not what that's not is blah blah blah. That is not what is happening. Like okay. they're they're ending the story based off of that. So yes, there are those times where you have series that are out there and the, you know, there's people in a boardroom that are well, Chuck is a great example of it, right? Like Chuck had an ending point and then they were like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like let's make another season. And the writers are like, uh, we don't have content for another season. And now they're scrambling to try to figure out how to make the story go further, uh, so that they could make another season. You know what I mean? And, and that, yeah, those kind of decisions are what ruin shows, but I don't think that's what's happening because that's, they're not trying to expand, off of you know this last season like this is the last season this is where the story ends and if they do a spinoff show um then that spinoff show is going to be its own thing it's not a oh cool well here's the end of here's the end of season eight like let's pick up right where we left off type of thing at least they haven't said that they're going to do that yet mm. yeah i think I'll that watch the watch the, the the nuclear stuff just want people <laughs> get mad like I think that definitely what we're seeing is the the story isn't based off of any source content. So realistically, like we don't actually know. Like I know like a lot of the things that people are mad about, they're saying things like, oh, the off the show creators went off and did their own thing and blah blah blah. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like, you don't actually know that. Like that could have been exactly how George R. R. Martin wanted it to go. But 
like the things that they have changed are just different crap that that you don't e- they don't even care about, right? Like the like the biggest the biggest thing being uh the biggest thing being like how how the how the end of the sh- how the end of the episode happens like I don't know. Yeah, like, but if you're a book reader, you can you can determine tone over a long ass series. Yeah. Maybe that's, saying, what that's what they're going I don't actually things. agree with the the tone being off, to be honest. Mm. The only thing I can see with the tone being off is that there were we ended that episode with a lot more major characters alive than I expected. Maybe they're worried yeah. about pissing people off. They could be. Could be. And, you know, it's also it, the other the other thing about the show is like, oh my god, this is Game of Thrones. A bunch of people have to die. Like, I don't know. Like, why they don't have to, right? <laughs> you know, because that's that's the whole the whole thing about Game of Thrones is not that your your characters that your main character always dies. It's in fact the opposite that you don't know. Like your main character is not safe. It's the unexpected. It's un- what happens. It's a it's it's not going to go the way that you expect it to because that's not what Game of Thrones does. It just, and that's why it's been such a good show is we're like building up to a point where we're like, okay, yeah, the story's taking us there and they're like, whoa, wait, what? In fact, I would argue that if you, if you're making the argument that Game of Thrones is a show where the unexpected is what happens and not that a bunch of people die, but it's, whatever you think is going to happen isn't what happens. And I would say that uh, last night's episode went right according to par because I, I did not expect the episode to end the way that it did. Uh, I did not. I, the battle itself went pretty much how I thought it was going to go in that you have like this horde of undead zombies that are just ravaging, uh, ravaging this castle. And because they have no like, care to their own thoughts or body right because they're undead so they're just climbing over each other and throwing themselves at walls and jumping off roofs and whatnot and just overwhelming everybody but it was definitely unexpected uh that Arya went in and delivered the final blow uh it made sense um based off of the you know the prophecy that uh Melisandre had had given like way way back in one of the very or in one of the earlier seasons when she first met Arya and then again last night she she re-upped it saying that Arya would close you know all these different colored eyes one of them being blue uh, but I wasn't expecting it to end last night and for that matter we don't necessarily know if it did end last night and if the uh, battle is, if the overarching theme is the battle ver- between good and evil, I mean, I'd, I'd still be one to argue that Cersei's pretty damn evil. Yeah. I mean, I, so that's the main, that's the only thing about that, about the latest episode that I am, that I agree is a little iffy. Like all the other things, I kind of am like, eh, I'm not sure I agree with people being upset about those things. But like the one about like the one about the fact that the 
the undead threat. Like we're only three episodes into the last season. There's six episodes. Like the whole series started with that. It feels like the whole series should kind of end that end with it. But I don't know. It could be. Could be that. We're not at we're not actually done. There could be more. There could be more to that story. Who knows? Yeah, it could be that the Night King's not actually dead. We don't know. Like, sure, he got stabbed and, like, broke into a bunch of icy pieces, but, like, we don't really know the scope of his power, right? Or, like, just how that magic works in general, right? Right. There, I mean, there's a yeah, lot of really. unknown, and and I think a lot of people are upset because... Things happen. I feel like more people are upset because of uh, there was a lot of stupidity uh, in the in the episode. I think people, a lot of people wanted John to kill the Night King because there's still that question too, right? Like the the Lord of Light brought John back for a reason, um, but what but what was that reason? Although I will say it was kind of cool seeing um, Beric Dondarrion finally fulfill his prophecy. Wait, which guy? Oh, yeah. The uh, guy who keeps coming back alive? Yeah. Yeah. Lord Light brought him back so that he could save Arya. Save Arya in that final moment. Yep. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I'm also curious, where the, what the fuck was Bran doing that entire time? He was right? like, he was right? warging somewhere. He was or he was working somewhere and and like it was a very specific timing, right? Like all of a sudden he's like, okay, I need to come back so I can have this moment. But he was doing something. Right. And so what the hell was he doing? I don't know. See, I think that there's there's a lot more going on, it feels, than than what's just right at the surface. And I think if you looked right at the surface of the episode, then I can understand why you'd be upset. To a point, I'm not. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't feel the same way. Uh, even even if I look at the surface, like I'm I'm okay with the way that the direction that it went, but I, I still think that there's a lot of questions to be answered and a, a lot of things that are kind of happening, um, that are gonna be revealed in the next couple episodes because these next few episodes are just gonna are gonna be just as long too. You know, an hour and a half each, or hundred. I think there's 90, two more. Minutes. I think there's two more hour and a half episodes. And there's three more episodes. So I think I think maybe the next one is going to be a short one. Oh, I thought it was uh, or was it the last four? It was the last four. There was yeah, two. Maybe. The first two were 54 or 58 episodes. And then. Um, the this one was 82 minutes and oh, yeah, here it is. And then episode four is 78 minutes. So it's a couple minutes shorter. And then the final two episodes are 80 minutes each. So, okay. They're just as long as this one. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen yeah. over the next three episodes. So here's my, here's my question, Mitch. Let's just take, let's just take the scenario. Say we go from this episode and the rest of the show is just literally a straight up. It's a, it's a battle of the game of Thrones and it's like, who's going to get the iron throne is the, is the next three episodes. Would you feel disappointed? Uh, no, I wouldn't because I feel like they're in an interesting position right now where the way that it appears um 
is that Snow and Danny lost their entire army. And so now they're like they have it it looks like they still have two dragons left. Um but that's basically it. And Cersei has Euron and his uh his navy as well as the Golden Company. Um so I don't think I would be disappointed in that wrap up. Um but I would like to see like another twist come a, come a play somehow. Yeah. Like so like maybe maybe uh maybe no one what's his I can't remember his name right now. The main dude from no one that taught Arya how to do the faceless thing. Right. Right, like maybe maybe he actually is Sirio Pharrell and he comes back and maybe he's the leader of the Golden Company or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could be interesting. So I think that I like I said, I think that I will definitely reserve judgment on this episode until the series is over. Just because of like reserve on those on the things that didn't happen in this episode that a lot of people think should have happened. Like I'm just gonna wait till the end of the whole series. And then and then reflect back on it, because like I will say, like if we get to the end of the series and I and we get to we get all the way to the end and the last three episodes are just literally the battle of the Game of Thrones and we've sewn up the the walkers and there is no other thing that kind of explains some of these loose ends over that. It would I'd be kind of disappointed about it. I'd probably say that I wouldn't I would say like the the you know, fighting Cersei and I'm sure will be very exciting and it'll be a, be a good show. It'll be a good show, but it would kind of be like, Oh man, like makes that episode a little bit, makes the episode that we just saw a little bit, a little bit disappointing in hindsight. Yeah, I can see that, but not, not to the point where I'm like, fuck this show. Like not to that, not to that level. Like definitely, definitely just a little of like, Hmm, well, it's a little disappointing. And honestly, I I don't know, man. Like, even if uh, even in those books, like you you spend freaking however long he's been writing those books, like he's written himself into a corner too. Like, no matter what happens, someone's gonna be mad. Yeah, I mean the only the only thing that it, if this is the actual way that he wants to go, right and the events of like this battle is going to be the same as what's in the book. The only difference is that he could potentially take half a book to write it. And then the right. other half of the book of um, like he, he could take, you know, the very last book and the first half of the book being uh, a bunch of different squabbles and a bunch of different small battles that happened that, that culminate to the climax of the battle battle at Winterfell. And that is, you know, half of a thousand page book. I don't know how long those books are. A thousand seems long. Uh, but, uh, and then the second half being the wrap up of everything else. And, and it won't seem as bad that way be, because there's so much more content and so much more detail that you can do. Whereas here, we had 
you have that same thing, right? It was three episodes. Half the season was was fixed to that, but there's just not as much content. Yeah, I I definitely think that's an aspect to it. So I guess we'll see. Speaking uh, speaking of a lot of characters not dying. Okay, um, hold on. A lot of characters not dying because we lost we lost my girl Scarjo, man. I was sad about it. Oh, dude, welcome to the comic book. She ain't permanently dead. None of them are. Not one of them. I mean, we are getting we are at least getting a prequel of uh, Black Widow. With well, so they kind of hint. One of the things I really didn't like about this movie was time fuckery. And they, there are two time paths that are confirmed that are permanently fucked. The one where Loki escapes with the Space Stone and the timeline where Thanos came back to the, pr- the present timeline. Those timelines are, are, can't be fixed. So now they can say, oh, we can use this time fuckery p- the fucking plot to do other time fuckery plots. So yeah. now they can bring ScarJo back, but it would be a, a different one. It's Ooh. a different ScarJo. I mean, that sounds great. So you're uh, saying hate, we can have ScarJo back? Yeah, you'll have everybody back. It'll just be a different version of them. Sweet. I wonder if they actually will do that, or if they'd use this as a um, as a point to where she could walk away if she doesn't want to be in anymore. It's that. So they, they do this in the comic books all the time. One of the things that they, they often use in the comic books to bring characters back is to bring, and you can, you've seen this if you watch Flash enough, because mm-hmm. um, both DC and Marvel are very similar to each other, is to bring back the alternate timeline or ultimate universe version of the character, which they already did with Gamora. Gamora, excuse me. She's the alternate timeline Gamora now, but she's back. But she did at the same time. See how that works? So, but it, okay. So I actually, I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit and clarify that because they brought her to the universe, but then she wasn't part of, like, she just kind of disappeared at, at the end of the movie. She wasn't part of Tony's you, funeral. She wasn't on the ship. In fact, uh, if, Quill if was you, looking for her. Yeah. She's still there. She's just ran off. Okay. They confirmed that. And it's going to be part of the plot of the guardians three is finding her. Oh, so yeah, she didn't get she didn't get snapped away. She's still alive. They used time fuckery to bring her back. <laughs> so I uh, I just don't like time fuckery as a fucking plot point. It's not a bad movie. It's I'd I'd buy the movie just to watch the ending fight scene over and over again. But like the middle part, I it, I'd skip it every single time, just because it annoys me too much. Oh really? See, and I loved it. So- I I absolutely loved. What going through and 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 like reliving Mm-mm. all those different pieces and whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that was the thing. And yeah, yeah see, that's the equivalent of anime filler to me. Yeah, but we got to we got to go back because I hadn't got, I hadn't gone back and done a marathon of all the different Marvel movies. So I'm like, oh yeah, like that. Here's where all these characters kind of came from because they're doing they're doing. It seemed like they were doing a lot of send offs, which I the thing about it, I think that filler would have been annoying. If the movie was only two hours, I would have been upset about it. But because they they took the time, they're like, okay, let's make a let's make a longer movie. Like the fact that they took that middle part and were able to do that, I think was kind of cool. Because otherwise, otherwise it would have been filler and kind of shitty 
that they took the time to do that in a, in a shorter movie. See, you, you two just have different story tastes than I do, because I prefer the story to move forward, not backwards. And that even includes time travel stuff. So that time travel stuff, even if it's like a nice nostalgia bit, it makes more questions and answers every single time. Like there are so many more questions now because they fucked with additional timelines and two of them are permanently fucked. Yep. I mean, they did. They definitely Star Wars, Star Trek did, right? Because like Star Trek is the worst when it comes to fucking around with timelines. Every single Star Trek. Yeah. Ever. Um, But it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, I was kind of I was kind of wondering. It does seem a little Deus Ex to be to have Tony Stark being like, huh, I was just sitting around. I never thought about it for five years. But holy shit, time travel's possible. Like, OK, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sad that I'm sad that Ant-Man didn't win by going up Thanos's butt and growing. Yeah. Well, I've been good. Another small annoyance not really a big one is the power creep was real real bad uh and it it wasn't coming from captain marvel or anything like that it came from thanos himself like pre infinity warns thanos is apparently fucking ultra instinct goku <laughs> he's so fucking powerful without the infinity stones it's fucking crazy yeah like i that actually really bugged me too um because there was in Infinity War, Thanos kicked everyone's ass because he had the Reality Stone and like all, all the these, stones. All yeah. the, he had all of them, right? Well, but before he had all of them, like when he was just, you know, starting to get them, he had like two or three of them. He had the he power was, of the space and the Reality Stone. Yeah, yeah, and he was using those to kick people's ass, mm-hmm. and and that's how he was winning when it was, uh, you know, when it was Iron Man and the Guardians and Spider Man on on his planet on Titan if I would like the way that that battle was going to me it seemed that is if Thanos didn't have those stones he would have lost yeah and now all of a sudden it's like oh I got my I got my spinny sword thing like oh which is <laughs> uh first of all you know can deflect uh all this this cool shit and is stronger than adamantium and uh and you know, and that's a thing. And I'm going to kick everyone's ass uh, over and over and over again. When, like, even when when Thanos went back to Earth, the in Infinity War, Thor basically kicked his ass in two seconds. And if it wasn't for the fact that he wasn't paying attention to Thanos's hand, they would have won right then. Yeah. And like, sure, Thor was fat in this one, but <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Well, I, even you could even ask the question like, so they this is where power creep gets insane. They this they do this for effects and for wows, but like Scarlet Witch fucking suspends him in the air, holds his arms out where he can't fucking move. She could have just did that in the last movie, and like she's like, get the fucking gauntlet off him while I hold him here. He can't move. I'm so powerful. Right. Like Scarlet <laughs> yeah. Witch is like super powerful. She's redi- she's OP in the comics, bad, but. In the movies, her she she's been kind of just mild until until Endgame, where you're like, oh holy shit, he's really fucking him up so much that he's he's firing on everybody because like, she had to get mad. Well, <laughs> now and I will say you could make an argument, right? Because that was the same thing with Gohan. Gohan didn't know he had that all that strength until he got like super <laughs> emotional, and that's what kicked it off. 
And in this one, it wasn't until, you know, Vision was gone that she's been wallowing for five years that she was like super pissed. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't been wallowing for five years. She's been dust. I mean, well, okay. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, also, so, so the emotion was super raw for her. So it's like, well, it's even better. Just did it. So the power creep, the power creep problem is one of the reasons beyond a multitude of reasons why I I fell out of love with Western comics. Um, And Japanese comics have them too, but to a lesser extent. Um, It's because they always have multiple authors and each author doesn't know how to handle the power set of whoever they're writing. So powers go all over the fucking place. And it's very apparent in this movie that that's where the Marvel universe is going to end up going because you can't, you can't deescalate a situation. The next phase has to be just as epic and it has to keep rising, you know? So the power yeah. creep is going to get crazy. I, like I, I read a lot of things where people were kind of upset about uh, Captain Marvel's role in the movie because it seemed like with all the hype, they were kind of like acting like she was going to be a big, a big thing. But she ended up just kind of like doing she was in literally four scenes in the whole movie. Well, didn't have a lot of talking parts. And yeah. she also didn't actually do that much. That to me was a marketing ploy. The whole time. Captain Marvel think- is Captain Marvel is a character that has a bad history of not selling comic books. They wanted to, they wanted to bring her in because they're they, they they have a problem with female characters that are not part of a team, basically. So what they did was they sandwiched her movie in between Infinity War and Endgame, made it like a big deal, like, oh my God, Nick Fury is calling Captain Marvel at the end of Infinity War. It's got to be a big deal. We got to go see her movie. And everybody did go see her movie. It made a bunch of money, but it's still one of the lower rated movies, uh, actually, among fans. If you go to like Rotten Tomatoes, it's like up there with Thor of the Dark World. Um, and then you, you finally see what the marketing ploy was and you get four scenes with her. And I don't like Brie. I, I, after watching uh, Endgame, I really don't like Brie Larson. <laughs> I just think she's boring. Well, I don't think we didn't, like, mean, we didn't see enough of her to know whether or not we can like her. Yeah, but the the parts you did see, because I I think I I said this in my our original Captain Marvel review. Once you put her next to the veteran actors, she's gonna look like shit, and she did. Yeah, but is that her or is that bad writing? I think you know what I her. mean. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i, I think, just find, I I think, think you could make that you could make that argument for the captain marvel movie that it's bad acting i i definitely think for endgame it's bad writing though because like she didn't she didn't have a role in that movie well like if you like the only reason i think i samuel l carried that fucking movie in my mind yeah so to me well, to me like i don't think the things i've seen brie larson in she's really good at playing bitchy characters like really bitchy characters. Oh man! What uh, the it, thing? Well, so the the biggest example of that that I think was a bad writing thing is like you know the end credits of oh wait there's also spoilers for every single Marvel movie just you know um, the end credits for Captain Marvel were like were her being like where's Fury right and for some reason like why didn't they just take the two minutes it should take to to tie that scene in to the end game movie. You know? Like she could have she she could have like 
they could have been inside, you know, she could have had Iron Man go, I laid Iron Man's ship down all nice and then gone inside and been like, where's Fury, you know? And they would have been like, oh, that's, we're now caught up. But they didn't even do that. So you're like, what is this? I think, and I have no proof of this, I just have feelings. I bet you that Disney does not have a ton of, of, um, they don't, they don't believe in Captain Marvel. Even though it made a bunch of money, I think they don't think it has staying power. You know what I think does have staying power? Fucking Valkyrie, Scarlet Witch, uh, Gamora, all those characters, because apparently, you know, they're getting their own shows. Valkyrie getting one too. Um, I think they did Captain Marvel as a test and they put it between Infinity War and Endgame. Made a bunch of money. Now they can go, okay, now we're going to put more likable female characters in there since this one made money and we'll make money on these characters. That's, is, my, that's my prediction. Is Valkyrie's show going to be like real world new Asgard and it's her like cleaning up new Asgard? Maybe. Um, so actually the comic book series where Thor brought the Asgardians to Earth was sandwiched in between um, Civil War where uh, but this is they could do this to be really cool where Norman Osborn takes over the role as Iron Man, but he calls himself Iron Patriot. So it's like an Iron Man suit um, with uh, red, white and blue colors, which they use in Iron Man, too. But they put Rhodey in there instead. Back then, they didn't have a, a relationship with Sony that they could use Iron Patriot with Norman Osborn in it. And he played this anti-hero slash villainous type hero. And the new Asgardians and stuff like that were actually a big part of that storyline. So there's some pretty good stuff you can get out of there, believe it or not. So that's exciting to me, kind of. But I actually do think Disney uses as a test, and I just, I don't know what it is. Like, Captain Marvel is so fucking unlikable to me. Like, when uh, Thor's like, here you go, Valkyrie, have your own thing. I'm like, hell yeah, I watch fucking TV or a movie with her. I love that, that whoever that is, Tessa Thompson. She's sweet. She can act, and she's likable. It's a thing. This is what I'm saying. Brie Larson's not so likable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can. I'm definitely. Uh, I can get behind that show. Like, I, there's. I think there's a lot of content that's coming out that they have planned. That'll be kind of interesting to see what happens in their what is this phase four that they're yeah. doing. Okay, but let me give you an example. When Peter Parker's laying there in the dirt because he's he's trying to avoid fucking hailfire from the ship, and she's like. Hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? Did you not roll your eyes? Because I did. I was like, no. that's the dumbest line. Way it was delivered. It looks stupid. Like, she just I, doesn't have the uh, charisma. I don't know. Like, I didn't get chills from that. I got chills when she's like, when Scarlet was like, you ruined my life. I was like, yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, but see, yeah, that's back to Dana's. the writing, though. That's back to the writing of the, the line was stupid. And like, okay, but that's she didn't pick the line. But okay, what is it about this character? If it's about the writing, then why, why can't why they people hate the write? Character? Why can't people write Captain Marvel? They've been doing this since it's her reboot in two thousand, and it's never worked. There's something fundamentally wrong with the character. I don't think you can write her well. Yeah, it's, maybe that's the problem. Well, and it's also when you amped her up to Superman levels because she was never as powerful as she's depicted. Even as Ms. Marvel, like, when you think about 
Captain Mar or at least Ms. Marvel, just think of Rogue and what Rogue's power was. And Rogue was a Superman light character with, with those powers. She wasn't nearly, she's more like Superboy that could fly. This new, this amped up Captain Marvel was off the fucking chain. And those characters are very hard to write. Right. Well, and, the, and I think like that's why they shit. kept her away. That's why they kept her out of the movie for most of it. In my opinion, yeah, I, I think know. I think keeping her away was a was a big part of it. Like, I think they they felt like they were written into a corner with her being so powerful, and so they're like, "Well, let's just have her helping some other planets for a while because all the other characters' powers will look like shit when she can just like, oh, there's a there's a freaking Death Star. Oh, I just killed the Death Star. Oops, that's fine." Yeah, yeah, it's it it's definitely. It's a pro- it's a problem. I think I I was pleasantly surprised to be honest because the fact that the fact that they toned her they toned her participation down enough that it didn't feel like she was just like oh my god Captain Marvel's the key to everything because that's what I was kind of worried that they would do. That'd be such a huge cop out. I mean, you know. They could have they could have been like, yeah, we need to do time travel. And the key to it is to have Captain Marvel fly backwards around the world. <laughs> she turns into Christopher Reeve. Yeah, and this <laughs> she turns into Christopher Reeve and then everyone turns into DC characters and they start. Fucking middle fingering the screen like, ah, fuck your 20 years, 21 movie commitment. So can we just take a take a minute and appreciate uh, Captain America's storyline for a bit, dude? I loved Captain America in this movie. I thought like, all th- all three of the three major characters, Thor, Captain America, and, and Iron Man, had good send offs. I would agree to that. Yeah, dude, uh, the Captain I America. Loved, oh man, I loved Fat Thor. That was great. <laughs> I was indifferent to Fat <laughs> Thor. Um. I like that they stuck to it. Uh, I I love that they they made him fat because you know he was just sitting there drinking, playing video games for five years or whatever, right? And but then there was never a part where he was like, "Oh, okay, now we're gonna fight again." Perfect. Let me use lightning to get my abs back. They didn't do that, and I appreciate that. Um, but then. When, and then with Captain America, uh, I love that he was able to wield uh, Meow Meow and that he, uh, I like that he went back in time and got with uh, Agent Carter and like he lived his, the life that he want, he's wanted to for the past 70 years. Yeah. I also, I also thought like it was great to have Captain America be the one like the scene the scene where he's like getting the shit kicked out of him by Thanos and like breaks his shield and it's just like there's like oh my god like is he about to get killed because I was expecting it yeah well because that that's also like you know cuz that happens in the comics right isn't that the whole thing uh not by Thanos but okay. he does he does die in the comics he's died yeah. many times yeah i've died many times that's why Western uh, comics piss me off. Sorry. Well, but like it's really it's really cool to have him be just be like you know completely beaten and then just get up one more time because that's who Captain America is. Like 
it, he's he was written very well. Like his character is true to himself always, mm-hmm. you know, and like to have and then, you know, it, it's kind of like one of those like, OK, we're building we're building up to the moment where all our friends come back because, you know, we snapped everyone back into existence. But um, it, it, it was a good build up to that moment, I think. Yeah, like I said, I watched that fucking ending scene, the ending fight scene, like a ton of times. It's just the middle part that pisses me off. Not really pisses me off, it just irritates me. Um, just because I'm not a fan of those types of storylines, but the it doesn't make the movie bad. Like the, I, I, I think I, I saw it again on Sunday. It was a good movie. It's just like, and I'll definitely pick it up just for the fucking fight scenes because it's like that right there is the cinematography, the sound, just the fight. It's pretty sweet. It's worth a twenty dollars Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yep. pretty sweet. Uh, I would probably uh-huh. say Infinity War is better in my book, though. Flows better, I think. Yeah, I, I felt, could, I could probably agree with that. Infinity but then again, War. I don't know. I'd have to watch both of them like back to back. I think. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're just kind of. I w- I just you know watch both of them every time. It's like one movie. There you go. It's one five-hour movie. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Rings extended edition. But after it was apparently end of this phase isn't ended till Spider Man. So after I watch Spider Man, I'm I'm probably gonna take a long break from superhero movies for a little bit, probably a couple years, honestly. Or I'll or go ahead. Why did Why does Spider Man get to be the end of this phase? I think it's because Uh, I think their marketing people know that there's going to be a lot of people who will stick with the MCU, but there are a ton of normal people who are like, well, that's the ending I wanted. I'm going to move on to other things now. And they don't want to lose the sales. That's my prediction on that one. Yeah. Because I'm like, even before Infinity War, like I didn't see Doctor Strange in theaters, not because I don't like Doctor Strange, it's because I was just burnt out on the on the, on the movie. So I just waited till it came out on Netflix, and like I didn't I didn't see um I didn't see Guardians two in theater either. Now I think about it, I saw that on Netflix. Um, so yeah, I, I or Black Panther, I didn't see that in theaters. I saw it on Netflix. So that's probably my gonna be my attitude going forward. It's just like yeah, I guess I'll just wait till it comes on video watch something else or do something else, you know, it's because like I get fatigued so easily with entertainment so easily. That's why I can't follow these long series. Cause I just, I get, I get sick of it. Like I got, I got, like I, I haven't even finished up. There's, you can ask Mitch, there's a time where him and I were watching like the flash and arrow. And at a point I just got fatigued and apparently it got better. But at this point I just don't want to go back and watch it. Cause I'm just how I am, you know, I get it. It's just kind of funny when you compare it to um, like a running TV series where, you know, you have like 20 episodes over a season yeah. and you're and you're watching a new episode every week. Like I can definitely see getting fatigued on that yeah. more than I can see getting fatigued on a movie where you have the it's not like there's a new movie every month, you know? Yeah, but every but like that everybody has a superhero movie now. Like now DC is ramping up their production, and it's just like, oh, it's a new big event. We gotta go see the superhero movie. Yeah. Um, trying to think of a good example, like for example, uh, in the previews that will that new Will Smith movie where he fights his clone, that looked instantly more interesting to me than anything that Marvel's gonna put out in a while. I'm like, oh, that looked like hey, it could be a good movie. Yeah, a sci-fi movie. 
That's that's that what I don't see those very often anymore. <laughs> right? Unless it's like a Star Wars or a fucking Marvel movie, you know? I know they exist, but they're they're, you know, like the the best sci-fi programming I think I've seen in a long time was fucking uh that t- that cyberpunk tv series on netflix can't think of the name it escapes me right now um something the hell was it called it's where they they have like clone bodies and they have like discs i don't remember it was good i don't care i, just can't I think no of idea what you're talking about right now and i'm looking it up i'm looking it up altered carbon Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was really good. Me. Yeah, it was really good. It was refreshing. I've heard that the book is way better, and that I'm, the book I'm sure it is is like way different too. Yeah. So I don't know. I uh, I think I think the movie was good. It's gonna sell boatloads, but I'm I'm curious if there'll be a drop off in Phase Four. I'm not counting Spider Man because they're not calling that Phase Four. So I'm wondering. We'll see. Well, what do you think, guys? Did we do it? Did we officially spoil everything well? Uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling with the Game of Thrones stuff I don't, that each episode is going to be like epic in scale, like you guys said. So we may be talking about this every week going forward, huh? Yeah, we might. So. Uh, yeah, if, if last episode is anything like the next couple episodes, then yes. Yes, we will. I mean. It's going to be pretty, it's going to be a pretty intense ride if they have to, because if you think about, if they have to escalate the amount of epicness throughout the next couple episodes, like, holy crap, that's going to be emotionally exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that these two big cultural phenomenons, phenomena are uh, happening at the same time, basically, around the same time. So. I, I'm, you know, it's going to leave me feeling like very empty next month now that now that it's all it'll all be done game of thrones i won't have any more game of thrones left i'm not gonna have any more uh infinity war goodness left i'm gonna i'm just gonna have to find something else to fill my time with it's all right man you could you could catch up on that massive list of anime i've been telling you to watch the last three years but it's all right, man. You got you got Spider Man. Nah, fuck Spider. I will watch Spider Man because of Marissa Tomei, and that's it. I like you, Mitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing for Italian women. Uh, <laughs> so just remember, if you if you got spoiled because you forgot to forgot to turn off the video when I told you there was going to be spoilers, go ahead and like and subscribe and leave us a nasty comment. We'll pin it. Yeah, and tell us how wrong we are about our opinions, even though we spent money still. (laughs) Twice for me. I went and saw it twice. So I mean I'm gonna go see it again next weekend probably. Yeah. Like I said, it was a good movie. I just don't like time fuckery. Doesn't mean I think it's a bad movie. Like I still like Back to the Future, even though stuff annoys me about it. (laughs) The entire movie is about time fuckery. (laughs) Exactly. It's still you know, it is it is yeah. Anyway. Like and subscribe, leave us a comment on YouTube. Uh, iTunes review. Apparently, that's been picking up. We have three now. Thank you, I'm anonymous person. And uh, I don't think Google Play does them, but whatever, do it if it does. Yes. Yeah, do it. Oh no, you can subscribe to us on Google Play. Do, yeah, that. do that. Do that. And uh, 
Apparently, we got picked up by a bunch of random ass fucking podcast web crawlers. So if you use that shit, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they are, but yeah. they're there. We don't care. Keep keep listening and watching. <laughs> Bye. Well, I.